And with that, we bring you back to Elephant in the Room, the official GWCR's podcast. The last time you had to wait for an episode of Elephant in the Room, it was a year and a half. Those days are over. We're back with another great episode and a special guest today. Before we dive into that, I'll plug our socials by saying if you're listening and interested in becoming more involved in GWCR's, definitely check out our Instagram, at GWCRs, and our Twitter, at GWRepublicans, for all events and opportunities. Also be sure to join us on Engage if you haven't already. I'll also add that we have a lot of great campaign events on our radar, both in tandem with the D.C. Federation of College Republicans, and exclusively as an org, so be on the lookout for those. Speaking of the D.C. Fed, this brings me to our guest today, Please welcome the chairman of the D.C. Federation of College Republicans and former chairman of GWCRs, Patrick Berland. Great to be here, Jackson. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. Patrick hails from the great state of Connecticut and graduated from GW this past spring. He's a good friend of mine, and we're glad to have him on the podcast today. Uh, Patrick, tell our listeners who may not know you as well as I do a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, I'm I'm a former GW CR's chairman. I went there for uh, four years, um, studied political science and history, and now I'm interning at WinRed. And I also serve as the chairman of the DC Federation of College Republicans. Um, and now I'm uh, still in the area, uh, trying to do what we can to help flip the House and the Senate, uh, to hold Biden accountable. Great, great. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. So let's get into these questions. Not a lot of college Republicans at D.C. universities know about the Fed. I certainly didn't until I became more involved in CRs, and I think that's a bit of an issue. Obviously, you were at our first GBM to raise awareness about what y'all are doing and and fundraising and all that that other great stuff. Uh, But tell me a little bit more about what the D.C. Fed is and uh, what you're doing right now. Yeah, definitely. The D.C. Federation of College Republicans is made up of the four chapters of College Republicans uh, that are active in D.C., which is American, Catholic, Georgetown, and George Washington University. And essentially, it serves as a facilitation for campaign events to maximize individual members' impacts and to also provide a community for conservatives here in D.C., uh, we're, we're looking forward to some more great campaign events uh, in the next few weeks, but we've already had such great success, um, particularly uh, sending members up to New York to campaign in the Hudson Valley to flip uh, New York's 18th district. We've done phone banks for Dr. Oz. Uh, we're doing some campaign events for Yesley Vega. Um, and we'll be hopefully making some more trips to Virginia, Maryland, and maybe North Carolina down the stretch. And we're also using our social media and our WinRed page to raise money for candidates in 13 states and to do the most that we can to maximize all of our members' backgrounds and where they're from uh, to make a good impact on critical races that will determine control of Congress. For sure, that sounds great. You know, we're obviously really glad that, that you're doing that, 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 that we're a part of this. Uh, has, has, any, have, has the D.C. Fed ever done, it, done this to this scale before? I think certainly we've had great events in the past. We were involved in the very close John James race um, back in 2020. We were involved in flipping the first uh, state Senate seat uh, in the entire country in 2021. Uh, in my in my home state of Connecticut uh, for a great candidate named Ryan Fazio. 
Um, so, you know, definitely I feel like we've we've had such great involvement from our members this year that we've been able to do a lot more. Um, but, you know, I think that's more due to, you know, all this excitement that we have, all these members returning to campus ready to, you know, get back in the thick of things, as well as our partners with the RNC and the National Federation of College Republicans, um, which is new uh, on the scene, and they're actually working to, uh, you know, promote the conservative movement on college campuses. For sure, for sure. And uh, to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, tell us a little bit about the work that's being done by other members of the Fed, like American CRs, Georgetown CRs, Catholic CRs. You know, I think it's really critical uh, to be involved with our sister chapters. And we've done some great events together in the past, like the forums with Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears of Virginia at American and the uh, event uh, at Catholic with uh, Representative Marionette Miller Meeks, uh, both of which were last semester. And I was actually with that, uh, the, the latter event uh, at Catholic with you, Patrick. Uh, yeah, no, um, Representative Miller Meeks is uh, awesome. It was great to have her at Catholic. Um, you know, right now we have uh, American University is doing weekly phone banks, um, you know, to a variety of candidates. They endorse a, a slate as well. Um, Georgetown is doing fantastic events on their campus, uh, engaging their members and partnering with organizations like the Network of Enlightened Women. Um, Catholic uh, has been absolutely phenomenal. They are, you know, all places all the time. They're coming to the RNC, you know, hitting the phones for, you know, Nick LaLota in New York. And they, they've gone up and, and done it in person in the Hudson Valley. We have GW College Republicans phone banking for Myra Flores. Um, and it couldn't come at a better time. She's She looks like she's really, you know, on, on the brink of a historic win in a gerrymandered seat. So we think that, uh, you know, we think that all of our chapters are doing a, a phenomenal job. That's great. That's great. I, I do know that the Georgetown has a podcast, and you were recently on that podcast, correct? I was. I was. How was that experience? Tell me a little bit about how their uh, podcast compares to the new and improved Elephant in the Room. <laughs> It was great. Um, I had a great time talking with them. Uh, of course, the, the names are, are very similar, but, um, you know, I, I think it's great that we have, you know, two chapters that are, are breaking into um, the podcast space, get their message out, engage with their members in a new way. Um, and certainly I think that's uh, can only do good um, having, having both Georgetown and GW with such great names of their podcasts. For sure, for sure. And you said that the uh, the National Federation, that's a new thing, right? Or, uh, yeah, the National Federation of College Republicans is a relatively new organization. Um, they formed um, past couple months, um, you know, a collection of uh, states of college Republicans decided to get together, um, work together to uh, make an impact uh, in the uh, midterm elections and, and grow the conservative movement thereafter. Great, great. Now let's get a little more personal. When you were chairman of GWCRs, you were handed the short end of the stick with COVID and a university administration that could be frustrating and inconsistent at times. But you made it work, and you managed to bring us back out of the pandemic and gave us a great platform to hit the ground running back in April when you left office. I see your legacy as, as overcoming the pandemic and returning to normalcy. I'll also add that you managed to bring in a, a great freshman class last year. 
I mean, like half the current eboard on of GWCRs is from that class, myself included. Um, but but what is the legacy that you're hoping to leave as as chairman of the Fed? And and feel free to correct me if you feel that uh, you've left a different kind of mark on uh, GWCRs. I will certainly take that um, that very nice review. Um, I will say that I could not have done any of that without the work of the guy that came before me, Josh Kuttner. Um, he was do he was like a machine during the pandemic, you know, doing events left and right. He really kept us engaged during a you know a dead season when people weren't you know just not in you know meeting places in person, but you know locked in their rooms most of the time. So um, definitely that was a, a great help. Um, I think during during the uh, you know post post pandemic. Uh, recovery period where we were able to have some events in person. I think it was good that we had an experienced executive board. Um, you know, the current chairman back, the current chairman now back then was on my board, Ezra. He he did a phenomenal job. And we had so many people that had been involved for so long that they were able to really, you know, keep a continuity um, and a sense of a sense of what college Republicans should be. And I think as time goes on, we're only going to see it uh, get better. That's great. That's great. Do you miss GWCRs? Oh yeah, I mean, it it was such a fun time, you know, having having people come to campus like Pete Sessions, um, you know, working with other college Republicans in D.C. and and meeting all the the new members um, is always a fun time. Getting to hear where everyone's from, what they expect, and and sort of giving them an outlook on what they'll you know encounter at GW. Um, so definitely, it's it was fun to you know go back and and uh, speak at the first. Uh, meeting uh, with the freshman representative elections. That was definitely a fun time to see all the new kids that come to campus. For sure, for sure. Some of my favorite events uh, from last year include that, that event you mentioned with uh, Congressman Pete Sessions. That was a great uh, speaker event last year. And we're hopefully going to get another good one for this year. Uh, we're currently working on that, so be on the lookout for that. Another one of my favorite events was the uh, door knocking event we did for Governor Youngkin. I like to think he's the reason, or we're the reason that he won uh, in Virginia. Uh, but yeah, you managed to really, I guess, save the chapter in a way because you managed to kind of bring us back into uh, the normal element out of the out of the pandemic. Uh, but finally, let's let's get a little more broad. Uh, what do you think is the largest issue facing the Republican Party right now? I think the largest issue facing the party is the attempts by the media and the Democrats to divide us. I mean, you know, this is their constant game is trying to get people to take the bait. Uh, At the end of the day, uh, the cost of living, the high price of gas, inflation, um, our weakened position abroad, um, you know, chaos in the supply chain. These are all things that the Democrats are trying to distract from. They want to talk about non-issues. They want to talk about things that don't affect people's everyday lives. They want to talk about, you know, sensational, you know, horse race politics. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Don't take the bait is what I would say to fellow Republicans. You know, we agree on 95% of things. Let's focus on winning this election, holding Joe Biden accountable and implementing, uh, you know, the, the commitment to America that Leader McCarthy, you know, put out, which which has a lot of sensible policies to put the country back on track. Um, that's that's the number one threat is is for the party is taking the bait. And, and I, I would say that if you're a college Republican and you hear, you know, your your friends on campus giving you uh, the whole song and dance, you know, oh, the Republicans do this, do that, you know, just point out, you know, we're in a democratic trifecta government, every single decision out of Washington, D.C. 
is a rubber stamp by Chuck Schumer and all 50 Senate Democrats. It's by every single member of the House of Representatives that sits in the Democratic caucus, and it's all Joe Biden who's calling the shots. So that's that's what I would, I would tell people. For sure, for sure. And I completely agree with you. Obviously, with the Fed and, and the other chapters, we're doing a lot of campaign events. How do you think the Republican Party is looking uh, heading into November? I, I, I think that the summer mirage is fading. This uh, this mm-hmm. little Hail Mary the Democrats have, have played up is is melting away. Um, voters are, are, are paying attention to the issues. And we look like we're in a great position to recapture both the House and the Senate um, you know, hats off to, to Leader McCarthy in particular. He did a phenomenal job recruiting such a diverse slate of candidates. The party is becoming, you know, very representative of America every cycle and every day as we engage new people. So I think that we're in a phenomenal position. For sure, for sure. You know, in the last podcast, I, we talked a little bit about that, about how the Republican Party is becoming more and more diverse and two candidates I specifically mentioned that are running for the House right now are Myra Flores and uh, John James up in Michigan. Uh, so those are, those, are just, those are just two great examples, uh, and I really would agree with you on uh, the, the efforts that Speaker McCarthy—not not yet, not yet Speaker McCarthy, hopefully. Fingers Speaker crossed. McCarthy, uh, uh, Minority Leader uh, McCarthy. Uh, I completely agree with, with what you're saying. Um, but as— I'm going to kind of switch gears here a little bit, but as Gen Z Republicans are entering the fold more and more every year, uh, how can we, I guess, address these issues that you brought up? And how do you think that Gen Z can become more proactive in the Republican Party? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. I think, you know, as as younger Republicans, as Gen Zers, we, we got to, you know, take advantage of the fact that um, you know, we have so much time to make an impact. So, you know, getting getting out, you know, making calls, you know, knocking doors, interacting, you know, with uh, your, your local chapter, um, you know, in, taking advantage of the great internships that you have here in D.C. are great ways to really like build yourself up uh, in the party and, and getting involved. And that will set not only you up for the future, um, if you want to get into politics um which isn't always the the right move politics is is gross but you're in a you're in a great place to do it um but i would say yeah i mean you know getting involved is a great way to shape the party so you know if that's what you're looking to do you have so many great tools at your disposal um and you know that's why the dc federation of college republicans exists is to facilitate you know you getting involved and you making an impact for sure i completely agree you know i i don't think i would be where I am today without the help that you've given me and uh, many other college Republicans have given me as well. And, you know, all the a lot of the other interns in the office that I work in are very involved in college Republicans, and they're very active on the Republican side. And so I would definitely uh, agree with you and, and suggest for any college Republican who's interested in becoming more involved with the actions of the party to get more involved with their college's chapter or just with their local Republican Party in any way. Well, folks, uh, this is our glorious chairman, the chairman of the D.C. Fed. Patrick, thank you so, so much for coming on today. You're really doing a great job as Fed chairman already, and we, we thank you for the great job you did as GWCR's chairman. If you're interested in learning about, what the, uh, learning about the Fed and its activities, I definitely suggest reaching out to Patrick. 
Yeah, and, and thank you again for having me on, and congratulations on bringing back Elephant in the Room. This is a, a great milestone in, in GWCR's coming back, so congratulations to you. Um, looking forward to seeing everything that you're going to do at GW and beyond. Thank you, I really appreciate that. Uh, that concludes our show for today. In two weeks, we'll be back with another great guest, current GWCR's chairman, Ezra Meyer, and we'll have another great discussion. If you have questions for me that you'd like to hear my thoughts on the podcast, be sure to DM our socials, and I'll be sure I'll, I'll do my best to address them in an episode in the future. Thank you so much for tuning in to Elephant in the Room, and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and on all of our socials. Have a good week, everyone.